Good morning and welcome in, everybody. Today, we're going to take a look at a passage of Scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. In between the North and South Islands of New Zealand, there's a stretch of water that is considered to be one of the most dangerous and unpredictable in the world. It connects the Tasman Sea with the South Pacific Ocean. The strait was named after James Cook, who was considered to be the very first European commander to sail through it back in 1770. This strait is situated in a very strong area of wind, in latitudes that have become commonly known as the Roaring Forties. As these strong winds are enclosed between the natural mountains of the islands, it results in a wind tunnel effect, which can create very large waves. At certain times, big swells can be produced very quickly, developing into what has become known as the Karee Rip, where the high tides of sea and the high winds all meet together in a tempest union. Two of New Zealand's worst catastrophes at sea happened when in 1909, the inter-island ferry, the Penguin, was wrecked south of Wellington. And in 1968, the Wahine did the same thing at the entrance of Wellington Harbor. This reminds me of the Christian life. The path to eternal life is very narrow, and just like the Cook Strait, there are many things that can completely surround us when we begin to navigate the narrow passageway of Christ. At times we can be surrounded by sin, just like waves crashing over the deck. We can be hounded by evil speech that whistles through the main sheet like a ferocious wind, but we must patiently endure whatever storms may come our way if we are eventually going to reach the other side. Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 4, says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about, with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. You have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. To be compassed by witnesses means that you're surrounded, encircled, or enclosed on, uh, on all sides by them. And you might say that the chairs compass your kitchen table. When sin besets us, it too means that we're surrounded or attacked from all sides, or harassed and besieged. Everywhere we look, sin is present in this evil world. Temptations lurk around every corner. As we seek to perfect our faith, numerous people will attempt to try to get you to fall down or cause you to suffer in some manner. They persecute, harass, and speak evil about you. They make the attempt to trip you up so that you will not complete the course that God has placed you on. When this happens, we must get back on our feet and continue to patiently run the race that is set before us. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24 says this, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that you may obtain. The Christian life is about striving to win the prize of eternal life. To strive after something means to make great efforts to achieve and to obtain your goal, to struggle and fight victoriously, or to make every effort towards achieving what you desire. It means to devote serious energy towards fighting off any difficulties that may come against you. 
Luke 13, 23 through 24 says, Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate, for many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in, and shall not be able. To strive means we must contend for the faith. Jude 1 verse 3 says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Remember that the Lord Jesus died on the cross to give us the opportunity to enter the Christian race. It's very similar to somebody paying your entrance fee that you couldn't pay on your own. Because of what he did, we can all participate in the greatest marathon of all time, but we must race to win. As our precious benefactor, we don't want to let him down. There are many people who profess Christianity who live their lives as though they have already obtained eternal salvation. But uh, we haven't completed the race yet. We haven't even crossed the finish line on Judgment Day. Even the Apostle Paul taught that he didn't live his life as though he had already attained. Look at Philippians chapter 3, verses 11 through 14. It says, If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, <clears throat> not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after. If that I may apprehend that, for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth, out of those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We are saved by hope. But many people have a misconception of what hope really is. Hope is waiting for something that you have not received yet. If you've already received it, it would negate the responsibility of a Christian to run the Christian race or to strive after perfection, and eventually cross the finish line through our faithful and obedient lives of love towards God. Many Jews felt like they were going to heaven because they had simply been circumcised. But some of them were not bringing forth the fruit of repentance, such as a changed life and a changed heart. Many people who are baptized are the same way today. Remember that baptism is simply the first step of thousands in the Christian walk. It is only the beginning, not the end. Romans 8, verse 24 through 25 says, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. There are certain struggles that competitors have to face when they race in a competition. For example, swimmers might occasionally get stung by a jellyfish. A sled dog musher might fall through the ice. But no matter what sufferings we might face, we must persevere to win. We are not to faint, becoming utterly exhausted and weary because of the sins that other people commit against us. Rather, we are to rise up as a good soldier of Christ and fight the battle of faith. No matter what happens, we must diligently and obediently serve God if we truly want to obtain the promise of eternal life. Hebrews 10.36 says, For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Remember that Jesus didn't do anything wrong to anybody, but was bombarded on all sides 
by people who did evil to him. People hated him for speaking the truth, but he suffered and endured even the death of the cross, which was the most unjust thing that has ever been perpetrated upon this earth. Just like a ship traversing the ocean, occasionally those who choose to walk the Christian life will experience rough seas. But when those times come, you will need to stand fast and consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. You're going to have to ride out the storm. You're going to need to batten down the hatches. You must begin to furl the sails in full preparation for any sin that the world might throw your way. So if you want to make an attempt at the narrow passageway of faith, remember that there is light at the end of the tunnel and peace after every storm. We must patiently endure sufferings if we're ever going to reach the other side of the Cook Strait. Let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We are not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups, and you can get our entire podcast feeds directly, along with transcripts, at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.